0: In the pool or on the go. You have until the end of May to send in your entries and we'll announce the lucky winner on June 3rd. Don't miss out on this splashy opportunity brought to you by Tar Heel Construction Group. Dive into our episodes and win big. Yeah, I'm sure that all of us have heard of some, I don't know, ghost stories, uh, some tales, or some facts. Some of us probably have some of our own. Well, you know, with Halloween here, I figured on this episode of Harford County Living, I'm going to tell you about some uh, ghost stories and hauntings and spirits. Or actually, are they stories or are they facts? I'll let you decide. This is the Hartford County Living Show, voted as Hartford County's favorite local podcast, introducing you to local businesses, organizations, artists, musicians, and more. Hartford County Living, there's no place like it. Here's your host, Rich Bennett. So one of the things I remember as a little kid, my father, I guess you could say he was a jokester, or then again, maybe he saw stuff, who knows, but He would always (laughs) um, tell us little tales, especially about his grandfather. Um, His grandfather, he always told us, lived up in Cleveland. And when my grandmother would drop him off at at his grandfather's house, uh, my grandfather would always put him on a leash outside. Wouldn't let him in the house. He was always on a leash. And every time my grandmother picked my father up, my grandmother, you know, I don't know if she believed my father or not, but my father would always tell her that he saw people going in the house, but never coming out. Well, needless to say, that house is now a—it's owned by the state. If this is true, what my father is telling me, it's called the Franklin Castle. And when the state bought it, they found some hidden passages along with some skeleton remains and all that. Whether or not that was from my great-grandfather, who knows? But another thing that my father used to tell me all the time, you know, when we lived here and, you know, I'm in the same house I grew up in, for some reason my father had us convinced that Blackbeard's ghost was here. Don't know why he picked Blackbeard. Have no idea whatsoever. But that's what he always told us. And the (laughs) The funny thing is, the water in the bathtub would turn on by itself sometimes. Now, granted, I'm sure that was because of a plumbing problem or something. But anyway, so the one time, I'm probably about 13, I guess, and he was telling us the story before I got into the bath. Well, of course, I'm in the bathtub, and all of a sudden, that water came on by itself. And let me tell you something. I have a sister, two brothers. I think everybody was scared, not of the water coming on by itself, but when they seen me running through that house with no clothes on because I was in the bathtub when that water came on, I was done for. Sure enough, I'm sure it had to be a plumbing problem. It had to be. Why would Blackbeard's Goose be in my house? I have no idea. But, hey, that's that's what some of the stories my father told me. We used to have seances all the time. Don't know if any of you have ever had a seance, but my brother, my older brother, my sister, we they love doing this stuff. Although Ouija board was not allowed. My father did not like Ouija boards. So Black Aggie was always a big one. And they would sit around upstairs. You know, my brother, uh, at the time his uh I don't know if his girlfriend, friend, whatever, Diane was always there sitting on his lap. And this, this one time when Diane was sitting on his lap and nurse sitting around, they're either having a seance or telling stories or whatever. My mother figured she was going to have some fun with them. So my, father, my mother came downstairs, took a broom, and I think the story goes black at you know, knocked three times or so. I don't know what it is. But anyways, my mother reached up and tapped on the upstairs window with that broom handle. And I don't know how, but my brother... Had beaten Diane downstairs, threw just threw her off his lap, and he was done for. Yeah, he. They, but just some little things that you know we used to have fun with. Now, of course, whether or not black aggie's true, who knows? Well, another time, um, and I, I'm not going to mention any names in this. Back in 1986, uh, I was DJing in a nightclub, and some friends of mine came in and gave me bad news that my best friend was just murdered and hit me hard. And to this day, I, I still at times have a hard time accepting it. Well, one night, God, I, I think my parents were having a party at the house. Now keep in mind, my best friend lived directly across the street from me. So there's a couple of stories with this one. So, my parents were having a party at one time. This is after he had already been murdered, um, and the power boxes were these big green boxes that you used to be able to sit on, and we would sit out there all the time, just talking, you know, playing hide. That, that that was our base. We we just that that was our little hangout. Well, anyways, I'm sitting out there. This is after he had already died. Uh, probably I don't know weeks, maybe a month later. Something I forget what it was. Anyways. So I'm sitting out there, and I'm talking to him. I, I know I had to be out there for a good hour, but I was actually talking to him. And finally, my mother came outside. She's yelling for me you know, to come into the house, and she asked me what I was doing. And I told her I was out there talking to him. She goes, you can't be talking to him. He's been dead. It actually, it might have been a year. I said, no, I'm telling you, I was talking to him. He was there. May have been the Brandy talking. I don't know. Anyways, the funny thing is, now there's a different family that lives in that house. And the one lady has told me time and time again, her grandkids, I think she's even seen him. But it seems like almost everybody in that family has seen a figure in what was his bedroom. Story, fact, I believe it. I think he he was there. Um, another funny, funny one, I guess you could say my sister and at the time, her boyfriend, they were up at Swan Harbor is when it's when Swan Harbor was the golf course, uh, right there in Harvard County. So they were up there and with some friends and for some reason they got out of the car, they were at one hole and their friends went to drove down to another hole. What they were doing, I don't know, but it was dark out. Well, my sister had this eerie feeling and she she asked her boyfriend at the time if, you know, if he felt anything, if anything felt weird. And he said, like, well, if you just see anybody, let me know. She turned around and she saw these two figures. I think she said they were floating, said so they were about eight or nine feet high. And she just grabbed his hand and they took off. Now, there are stories of some spirits back there you know a swan harbor could be from father martin's ashley who knows again you know you have to go investigate this stuff it could be story it could be fact so anyways they they took all she hasn't been back since um another time a person i was with for a while um first time actually one of the first times i spent the night at her house i woke up in the middle of the night And I I was frozen. Could not talk. Had a hard time breathing. couldn't You know how you get scared and you go to scream and nothing comes out? Well, that's the way I was. And I looked and I saw a shadow. Like a black figure in the doorway. Just staring. I guess it was staring. I don't know. I didn't see eyes. It was just the shadow of a person. Okay. That freaked me out. Still went back, but. No problem. Well, later on, years later, we had gotten a house um, in Harford County. And lo and behold, the same thing happened to me again. I just felt frozen and different house opened my eyes and there was this same. It looked like the same shadow standing in the doorway really freaked me out and we were told or i guess you could say somebody else that was in the house told us that they had felt chills at time um actually a couple people and especially one room they always felt these chills so anyways years and years and years later i was talking to a guy that is uh dating her now and he came across the same thing same thing happened with him. Story or fact? That one I believe is a fact. That is what I believe my tr- my really first time of encountering a spirit. There's been other times, but that was really the first time which really made me believe. Another time, and I'm sure I have, a lot of people have experienced this. There's a bridge called Jericho Covered Bridge. Story goes that sometimes you'll drive on the bridge at night and you're, I guess at night, and your car will just stall out. Won't start and you look up and you'll see feet dangling from the rafters. Um, Haven't had the car stall out on me, but decided one time to go investigate and see what I could find. Well, lo and behold, you know, I parked before the bridge and it was dark out and had my camera and we went walking through me and uh, a couple other people didn't see anything until we got through the bridge to the other side and i turned around and sure enough it looked like somebody hanging from the rafters of the bridge now i i know somebody out there has had to see something like that so you know tell me come back to me and tell me whether you did or not actually any of your stories if you've seen spirits if you've had hauntings anything let me know because this is something I've always been interested in. Another time with my sister, um, there's an old mansion in Harford County. And a friend of hers lived there. Actually, I think her mother still does. Well, my sister spent the, near, the night there one time. One time was all she needed. And sure enough, she had experienced some stuff. Hearing things, footsteps, voices when there was nobody else there. Uh, I mean, her friend was sitting right next to her. Now, I do know for a fact that there's an old cemetery over that way. The headstones have been moved, but the bodies never have been. And it was an old port. Well, I'm talking about Joppa and Rumsey Mansion, but it was an old port back in the 1700s. So, you know, I'm sure there probably is some stuff there. Matter of fact, there have been reports of people seeing spirits just walking the grounds there by the church. So there's something else. Somebody, you know, you want to head on out there and check it out, see what you can record. And I'm going to leave you with this one. This is a positive one. Um, Friends of ours would come into our house, and I found out that the one girl had said she kept seeing, I guess, um, not spirits. I don't. I, I forget what she said. Images or whatever. And her found out that her grandmother had too, which I thought was cool. You know, I, I again. I I don't believe in. I don't want to say hauntings or bad ghosts. I do believe in good spirits. I believe in angels, guardian angels. So I was talking to this young lady's grandmother, and her grandmother told me to go into the bathroom, with my digital camera and turn the lights out look into the mirror and take a picture you know a selfie but with the um, camera blocking my face not a selfie I guess because I'm pointing at the the mirror so looking in the mirror put the camera in front of my face and take a picture and send it to her so I did after I finally got it right the fourth time or whatever she had told me that she saw two angels over me. One was a little girl with her <clears throat> feet on my chest and her favorite color was orange. The other one was a tall gentleman wearing a hat, which that one I figured my older brother had already passed. I figured maybe it was him, but then she later on said that you know, he was in a military uniform thinking okay well my brother went even though my brother was in the army he wouldn't have been in his uniform come to find out after talking to my sister and everything my i believe it was my grandfather because my grandfather lived at our house with us for a while before he passed and when my brother joined the army he was very proud of my brother but then got disappointed unfortunately my brother when my brother um when a one basically got general discharge, and so of course, I'm like, well, I know he wasn't proud of me, so why would he be following me i'm He was proud of my younger brother, who my younger brother had the opportunity let me rephrase that my younger brother had the chance to go to either West Point or Naval Academy and didn't go to either one um but my sister told me that my grandfather was very proud of me when I went in the Marine Corps and the best Christmas he ever had was when he was living here. So um, more and more I'm thinking about it, and, my fa- and to top it off, my grandfather was in the Army in World War II. He was a trained engineer. So that one made sense. Now, the little girl. At first, I'm thinking, okay, there's a little girl with her feet on my chest, and her favorite color is orange. Now, we lost our first daughter. She was nine months. She was stillborn. So I wouldn't know if she had a favorite color or not. But, you know, we one of the things that I had put in her hand was a little angel that my mother had got me on top of a music box I played Amazing Grace. And I keep that angel next to my nightstand. Every night before I go to bed, I hold it, say a prayer. Every morning when I wake up, I hold it and say a prayer well as i'm looking at that angel which is on my nightstand it just so happens there's a book right next to it with an orange binder it's also sitting next to my himalayan salt rock which is orange and i said when we lost our first daughter i i said i believe god took her to be an angel overlooking us and that's my thought. I believe that's the other angel that this lady saw in the picture is our daughter watching over us. That one I do believe, and that one is definitely a fact. So there you have it, some Halloween stories or facts from me. Actually, I would like anybody that's listening, send me your stories, or if you have encountered any uh, hauntings if you want to say that or spirits angels or whatever go ahead and either leave it in the uh, in your comments or email me at podcast at harfordcountyliving.com and tell me about it and again I, I would love to get you on the show if you would like to talk about it definitely like to do a big halloween podcast for next year or so anytime it comes to spirits or anything like that we can always talk about it. i have no problem with that so Contact me. Let me know. Also, once again, if you would like to be on the Harford County Living Show, it is free to come on. Just contact me, 443 or 250 podcast at I don't care if you're a business owner, if you work at a local business, artist, musician, chef, author. Even if you're just, you know, regular Joe, just walking in the street, I want to hear your story. I'd love to have you on. So it's simple. It's recorded. It's not live. And believe me, everybody, well, not everybody, but a lot of people that have come on are nervous, but they're put at ease right away. It's basically like a roundtable discussion, just sitting around drinking coffee. Also, if you do a podcast or would like to do a podcast, we launched the Chesapeake Podcast Network, which of course you can find at com. And I started this to help people that do podcast in the Chesapeake area build their platform. Podcasts are growing I mean they are growing big time, but if you're an independent podcaster like myself um, and some others I know who is it Michael and Rachel do uh, Thursday Maryland, Brian Godfrey's doing Medicare Matters. these are independent podcasters and even though they could be on different platforms. When you search for them, it makes it hard, which is why we started the Chesapeake Podcast Network. So this works two ways. If you already have a podcast and you would like to have your podcast also on the Chesapeake Podcast Network, contact me. That is free. We will, you know, just all we ask for is your RSS feed. We'll put it on there. That's going out to more people that way, too. The other way is if you want to start a podcast, but you really don't know how to go, or you whether it be consulting, whether you need a place to host it, or whether you need a producer, editor, whatever, contact me as well, because that's something else we can do. Now, there is a fee for that, but it all depends on what you want to do. So contact me for that, again, 443 or email me at rbennett at harfordcountyliving.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of Harford County Living. You can actually go to harfordcountyliving.com and click on podcast, and from there, click on the episode, and there are links to our guests and our sponsors, and I encourage you to please, please visit them. Again, that's harfordcountyliving.com, and click on podcast. Also, you can subscribe to the podcast from there as well. you also see a banner there that says, buy me a coffee. And if you click on that, you can make a contribution to the Hartford County Living Show. So we can keep this going. You can do either monthly or you can do a one-time fee. And what we're going to do at the end of each episode is mention all of those that have contributed so far. And so far, the ones that have made a contribution through Buy Me a Coffee are... Robin Burke, Law Garrity, and you've heard him on the show several times. Carol Garrity, Rhonda Erb, who was actually... Listening up in Canada, Kathy, Cindy Skilton, Natalie Forrest, someone that's anonymous, of course, Mal Grisada Baker, and we have a monthly supporter, Recreating Wellness.